0: Welcome to the
1: Dealer Playbook Podcast. My name is Michael Cirillo, and each week I sit down with the brightest minds in marketing, sales, and leadership to help you level up your career in automotive. Thank you so much for spending your time here with me today. Now let's open up the playbook. Here we go. Hey there, what is going on? Thank you so much for joining me on this session of the Dealer Playbook podcast. My name is Michael Cirillo, and if you're just joining me for the first time, thank you so much for being here. We're just starting up the show again after a brief hiatus. I tell you what, man, it feels so good to be back behind this microphone and back with you, especially those of you who've been joining me for a while. Thank you and welcome back. You know, we have some pretty powerful content lined up here for you that I I think you're really going to enjoy. We've really been trying some new things. We're going to have a lot more video content. We're going to be adding more segments to the show, which you definitely need to stay tuned for. Now. Like I said, for those of you who have been joining me for a while, you probably are wondering, okay, where's my partner in crime, Mr. Robert Wiseman? And I'm excited to tell you about his brand new podcast, The Car Pro Insider, which, you know what, I think you should definitely check out on iTunes. I wish him all the best. I'm really excited for him on his new show. But you know what? That's me. I get excited a lot. I'm really excited about today's guest because you're going to hear a side of him that you don't typically get to hear that often. You know, like the the, the terms like 10X and Hustler have been made famous by him, especially in automotive. That's right. Mr. Grant Cardone is on the show today and like I said you're going to hear him dissect the concept of being obsessed and hustling and going 10x in a way that you know will, will make it so much more clear especially if you're that type of person that really is like killing yourself or beating yourself to death trying to keep up. Just before we jump in, I want to let you know that if you're listening to this episode on your mobile device via iTunes or Stitcher radio or something like that, you definitely want to go and pop over to the Dealer Playbook YouTube channel when you get a chance, where you'll also get to watch the video of this interview. Him and I were together at NADA. And, you know, with that though, what I want you to keep in mind for those of you who are listening to just the audio podcast version on iTunes, that because this was a location shoot and I had limited audio recording capabilities, the audio isn't quite Quite as creamy and clear as it usually is when we connect via Skype or whatever it is with the guest. So don't worry though. It's not horrible. It's not going to, it's not going to make you mad or anything, or at least it shouldn't. But I just wanted you to be aware if you're listening to this, that that's the reason why. And if you want further context to that, go check out the video on YouTube. Okay. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to dive into this episode of the dealer playbook podcast with Grant Cardone. Here we go. All right, guys. So we're sitting down now with Grant Cardone. He hasn't been on the show since episode fifteen. Actually, we asked for thirty minutes that time. Uh huh. You gave us like an hour and a half. We split oh, wow. two shows. Well, I'm, I'm an idiot. They are, n- no. You know what? They're still our highest oh, listen yeah? to, highest downloaded uh, episodes on DPV. So thanks so much for uh, taking the time to yeah, here. No problem. Um, you know, I think since the last episode, uh, even on on. Um, Facebook this morning, I said, "If you had 15 minutes along with
0: Uncle G, uh-huh. what would you ask him?" Well, I, I, I'd probably want to know about the Uncle G thing. How did the Uncle G thing stick so easy? Oh. You know, I've been marketing and promoting for years, and and, and uh, I mentioned this. I mean, it's a true story. It's about me being a kid, and I'm 10 or 11 years old, maybe 12 years old, and that whole area after my dad died, I was like, man, I wish my uncle would call me. I had this, I never told anybody. Right. It was this private little thought, you know, and then, and then I told my mom one day, I said, I'm gonna grow up and I'm gonna help people. And it was really, I, I, I was, I wanted to give people what I didn't have. And I said that a couple of times on the stream or something. And all of a sudden it sticked. I mean, everywhere, everywhere I go now, people, Hey, Uncle G, what's up, man? So I do, you know, that thing we did for 30 minutes and, I get into it. And I, yeah. I do want to give to people and I like giving to people and, and it's always helped me. I mean, given, you know, why, why I think the question would be uh, beyond the uncle G is why do you give, you know? And, and, um, when I was selling automobiles, I discovered that anytime I went on a cold streak yeah. and I couldn't sell anyone because I thought, I thought I was supposed to sell two or three a day, every day. So anything l- lower than that, I right. went three days, dude. I thought that, man, I need some, <laughs> something wrong. And, um, When I would go cold, what I would do is start helping people. And I would, I'd I'd say, Michael, any deal you have, phone calls I can make for you, TOs I can take, uh, anything I can do with any of your customers, I don't want and the the question was always, what do you want? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't want anything, I just want to kill my cold streak, (laughs) dude. So, and and I love that you went there,
1: because uh, you you know, you hear so many people say the same thing, giving is essential to receiving, Tony Robbins. I mean, dude, even Lewis Howes, who we were both kind of connected with, uh-huh. same thing, give more than you take. Uh, you say it. I mean, everybody that we know who's achieved any measure of success, yeah, whatever their definition of, is of that, they always talk about giving. But breaking that down to the, the, where the rubber meets the road salesperson, and they go, dude, I got nothing to give.
0: Like, yeah. What? Yeah, but everybody has something about? to give, you know? Everybody has something. You know, a guy called me and said, man, I'm broke. I said, you know, I was 25 and I was broke, financially broke, spiritually yeah. broke. Yeah. Intellectually, I was probably almost bankrupt. And um, physically, I was broke, emotionally, every, I mean, like I was busted. And, you know, when I started getting my life in order, the money didn't come first. You know, what came first was, oh, I got a little self-esteem now. My self-esteem started increasing as I made a commitment to myself improvement sure. and not doing a bunch of stuff that was that I didn't feel good about. Right. If you're smoking cigarettes or you're smoking weed, whatever it is, or you're, you're, whatever you do in your own little private moments that you don't tell anybody about the rest of the day, like, if you think about it more than once, you're not, you're not good with them. So they're, they're dropping your, your, your number one resources, the belief and confidence in yourself. And, and this guy was like, I'm broke. I'm like, but how are you emotionally? You know, he's like, what do you mean? I said, well, that's an asset, man. Emotionally, spiritually, physically, you know, you paying the price right now. You listening to program? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing all- well. Then you're not broke, bro. You're out of money. Yeah. But the, but the things the things that are most valuable to me. If you took all my money away from me today, okay. Which, we don't want that to happen. But but if that did happen, if that did happen, in case somebody really powerful is listening, um, if that did happen, you know, hey, I'm left with my, I know how to persist. I know how to knock on a door cold. I know how to get up in the morning and show up. I have my discipline. Like, I'm, I can never be broke. The things that are most valuable to me are not money. Right? right. That being said, on this gift thing, you know, the thing people don't tell you, the Lewis house and Tony... They, they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to cross the line of being politically incorrect. Sure. You need to learn how to take two. People need to learn how to make themselves first. Be be selfish before you're generous. For long, a long period of time until you've got enough bank, resources, and surpluses so you can actually uh, amp up and give some more. Nobody you know,
1: really talks no, about that. Nobody talks about that. And when, when even when you've talked about it, for me, even in the past in my own personal development, I was like, What's this guy talking about? Uh, be selfish, right? Because yeah, yeah. you
0: hear the give more than you take first and that's kind of yeah. a predominant message. I Probably. think that's just a popular message. I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a it's pulling heartstrings on people. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's what Ted Cruz would do. <laughs> he would he would be yeah. like the pause, you know, all the stuff.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look down, reflective. I guess that's not who I am. Yeah. You know, it, it works for a lot of guys, but it wouldn't work for me when I put my head on my pillow at night. See, I know, I know that you can't. If you just go out and give, if you're yeah. going to be Mother Teresa, that's good. If that's your deal, but I mean, on this planet, you live on a planet that, that, that financially is getting you're getting banged on every day. So you got sure. to learn how to take. You got to learn how when you give something to a customer, you give exceptional customer service to a customer. You should be paid for that. You should be paid. Maybe not in money. Maybe you're you're in a store where you can't. You know, you don't you don't profit because you make more money on the transaction, but why don't you get referrals for that? Right. Why don't you move him give him some wheels, man? The better I feel, the more I want to spend. Yeah. You know, I come I come to this hotel, uh is it come or came? I don't know. Here we are in the Steve Wynn Hotel, right? I'm here at this place and and uh, we came for this Alex Becker event. Happened to be on the same weekend of NADA. We weren't coming to NADA. Did did the Becker event. So we started stacking other stuff where I could profit because i mean look the the fact is the person that gives ends up with the most the biggest yeah Pays out over the long haul. Yeah, I mean, I get something when I give something. It makes me feel good. People wouldn't give if it didn't do something for them.
1: And I think that's the piece that people miss. That personal feeling good projects you to another
0: level where you can perform. And and them, and me, but I should be paid for that. So here I am in this hotel. They take care of me. They give me a nice room, you know. People are unbelievably nice here compared to other hotels maybe. Sure. But when I go dude, down to And with my in laws. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're nice to you. Yeah. So but but I go to the spa, Yeah. they said, hey, it's forty bucks to go work out here. So the point is, while they're willing to give exceptional service, while they're willing to dude, Steve Wynn knows, hey man, there comes a time when I gotta take. Yeah. It can't just be give one way. How do you know when that time is? right cuz i know a lot of people are like wait
1: i need to see what's set up like written on these stone tablets and i need to see like line item 12 that says now you can take after yeah yeah down.
0: yeah no i, I would just is it intuition uh, is it gut? Would, is it you know i mean i would tell a customer straight up look i'm going to give you the best service so you pay i'm here i'm here to make a living i'm here i got two kids okay, yeah. i put them on my phone here's Sabrina here's Scarlett here's my beautiful wife i'm taking care of them and the way i'm going to take care of them is by taking care of you everybody knows what's going on we're doing a free uh, we're, we're doing a free thing on CNBC that uh, and it's an ad right it's a, it's an ad which is bombing the radio right yeah. now for our university and I say look hey I want to give you this thing we're gonna give you 11 months free or a year free whatever it is I'm gonna give you a trial whatever the offer everybody knows listening okay well when you get when will you get money from me you know the whole planet knows there's no free yeah and so I would just say to you, look, go to work with the intention of making money, not working. Don't go to work to work. I used to argue with Tom Stuker about this all the time. I said, I don't want to go to work to work. Dude, I want to go to work to prosper. I want to make some bank. Yeah, I'm going to make money today. I want to make money. I want to come home with a paycheck. And my, my, uh, my, my spouse and my kids should be on the same page with me. My kids already talk about money at four years old. They yeah. think money's is important. Yeah. You know, And the last time I checked, it was.
1: It, it's fine because I think you're the only person I know that's talking about this topic from that. Angle. Yeah, totally.
0: Right? No, nobody talks about that. Nobody breaches, hey, yeah. get money. Your parents didn't tell you, don't be broke. Yeah, They didn't say, don't just get by. My mom used to tell me, hey, be grateful for where you are. Right. And there, there's all kind of uh, uh, iterations of that. I love you just the way you are. You know, I had these big dreams. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to do this and this. Oh, yeah, that's good, Grant. But just remember, we love you the way you are. My sister still does that today. Something happens. I got this big deal. I'm like, oh, my sister got this big deal. That's great, Grant. But just remember, I, I love you no matter what. I'm like, what, what is that, man? Why'd you have to piss on me right there at the end? Right? Because I want those things, yeah. you know. And nobody's saying. Nobody on TV is saying. Maybe Trump. Trump's the only one that says I like doing deals. I like making money. Okay. I've been I've been greedy for my entire career, but people can't have that concept because they've been programmed so heavily that greed is bad, you yeah. know. And and. Uh, what I would like to reprogram people, if I ever make a contribution worthy uh, of my my length of time on this planet, it would be, hey, that guy taught me to take care of myself financially. That it's not bad for me to take care of myself. Because if I can't take care of me, how can I actually help anybody else?
1: Yeah. And that's the context of be selfish.
0: Yeah, be selfish. But, you know, be, be, be willing to serve everybody. I mean, if you want to make a billion dollars, serve a billion people. If you want to make a million dollars, serve a million people. So... Uh, on Facebook, like I said, I put out the message: Hey, if you had 15
1: minutes along with G in, in a room, yeah, I mean, yeah. some people were, you yeah. know, they asked the the same questions. What's what was the dumbest thing? What, what was the dumbest <laughs> thing somebody asked? That's asked the stuff I like. Why why are we alone in a room? And <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll still, um, you need uh, to handle that, though.
0: Yeah. See, uh, even, even that question, like where your questions come from. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, like like dumb stuff that pops up yeah. in your head. I mean, it really holds people back. Yeah. What? I know it's comedy, and the, the, the guy that asked that I yeah. think is funny and everything, but yeah. the reality is, dude, like, you got this much time. I yeah. mean, you might really want to tap into something valuable. Yeah. You know, you, you might want to, like, hey, what – what? Look, we had dinner with some people last night, and I sat down. I'm like, okay, let's just do a little bit of business, and then we'll have fun. You yeah. Know? But I want to get something out of the deal. I'm yeah. working a deal with a group here in, in Vegas. Jer- Jared was working with the guy. He said he wanted to do this thing in December. The thing in December, kind of. Jared, I said, Jared, go put a nail in that freaking coffin. Yeah. Okay. And Did you do it? What happened was what <laughs> happened was the guy the guy started squirming. At it. Yeah. So I called the guy up on the phone. Said I'm coming to Vegas. He's like, let's hang out. Let's have a cigar. I said, before we hang out, before we have a cigar, yeah, I need to know what your doubt and your reservations are on this thing you said you wanted to do with me. Yeah. Oh, I don't have any doubts. I said, dude, if you didn't have any doubts, it'd be on my count. And I would have money in my bank. Yeah. So you have doubts. Well, maybe a little bit. Good, let's talk about it. Okay. And this is what I'm thinking in my mind privately amongst you and yeah, yeah. people watching. Dude, if he don't freaking do this deal with me, I ain't having cigars with him. I have that much time. Okay. Not just in a day, a month, a week, or my lifetime. Right. Yeah. I got that much time. I have to figure out how do I manage? It. What am I worth? You know, the people that don't want to do business with me, we were in a deal yesterday. Okay, I pitched the guy for a little while. It's just it's just going all around it. Okay, sure. We get in the car. and said, don't even bother. Don't even pitch the deal again. He's the wrong guy for us. The wrong guy. Don't waste any more time on it. I don't want to deal with him. I don't want to do business with him. The, now, now, the the, the benefit that of that is the questions you guys don't ask. Man, you want a bandwidth so big that you can actually tell people, hey, I don't want to do business with. Him. I was just gonna say,
1: when did you get to that point where you're like? You know, because, I mean, even look yeah. nowadays with startups, with salespeople who want to do the six-figure thing, they're not in a position where they can say, wait, I want to do business with that person.
0: Yeah. So, yes you that need, trade you need. going wide, going deep, going Yeah, I mean, it's a, big, it's a big mistake that I made. It's a huge, huge. You, you need to get a shot of what I'm looking at at the end of this because yeah, when, yeah. when I'm talking to you, I said, man, that's beautiful. So, uh, <laughs> because what I'm looking at is wide. Right. Yeah. See, see, when I started my business, I operated down that street right there. I was yeah. working just with car dealers right down that, yeah, that thing. And then, and so I had to come to every NADA. I had to, you know, do stuff yeah. that I didn't want to do, which is yeah. fine, man. You yeah, yeah. you got to do what you got to do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, NADA is they they i will just say it right now, they're not nice people at NADA. They're not nice people because they don't give more than they take. Yeah, sure. They, they take more than they give. Right. And um, you can see it in their speaker rosters. You can see their conventions. They're paying Jeff Foxworthy probably a quarter of a million dollars. Who's the other guy they're paying? Peyton, Peyton Manning. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't I don't know what those two guys can teach anything about, anybody about selling automobiles. But the point is, like, people come here to learn stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But the draw card, they need a draw card. I, I'm, I'm getting off topic anyway. here. Yeah. But That's good. see, they went wide. Even they went wide. Yeah. They didn't go deep with me. They said, oh, we got to give Jeff Foxworthy and he's going to do redneck jokes. It's going to bring an audience. People are going to be so happy. Yeah. Okay? But they won't give me anything to exchange value. Now, now, I'm saying that to say this. Look, when you're dependent upon a customer that you don't want to do business with, it's only an indication, not at the customer. I'm not really bad-mouthing NADA right now. Yeah. One day, uh, one day NADA is going to call me and say, "Do we want to pay you what we paid Foxworthy. And yeah. i be like, you know what? Can you read between the lines? I'm not available. So, so, no, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But wouldn't you like to be in that position? I never said that to anybody. But, in, you know, everybody privately in their mind says this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And, and so, in the beginning, in the beginning, dude, you do whatever you got to do. You do whatever you have to do. How do you go wide in the beginning? Like, somebody that's just, yeah, starting it's hard, bro. I mean, Even that question is for you, it's not for your audience.
1: No, I, You're trying to figure out how to go wide. Well, no, we, you and I have already had the conversation about going wide. It was actually what was it like? Maybe two and a half months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were cruising on some popcorn, and we 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 yeah, talked about yeah. it. And you know what? And that was super beneficial. It was a it was a light yeah, switch for me. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, a salesperson just starting
0: out. Yeah, a new business owner just starting out. The yeah. concept of going wide—what does that even, you know? It means it means that you, every person needs to be a target for your product or your service.
1: Is that the referral? We we talk a lot about referrals in the business, doing the the bird dogs and all those sorts of things.
0: Is yeah, that I mean, or is that still limited thinking? I mean, there's there's my breakfast. Um, you know, whatever. You just need to think bigger, like this. Like if you're thinking automotive sales, you know, well then why don't you also join network marketing? See, nobody told me this. They said, you sell cars, you're there at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock at night. I was there at 7 o'clock in the morning until freaking 10.30 at night. Yeah. And... Nobody said, man, join a network marketing group. I'm like, I, I don't want to do network marketing, uh, bro. Everybody there drives all going, the negative stigmas. Whatever, go right? On with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so and I did join some network marketing groups, but but I didn't join it for the product or the opportunity. I joined it later for the people, man. The people are unbelievable. Yeah. And the car dealership that I worked in, the people were not. They were not incredible. I mean, there, there's I, I, if they were in a room right now, I'd say, Jimmy, there's Jimmy. Jimmy's 100 pounds overweight. Jose. Uh, Satisfied with everything. Uh, Gene, smoking weed all day long. I know because I used to smoke it with him. Okay. okay. Uh, probably couldn't read. Probably totally illiterate. Bobby, Bobby, uh, Bobby. Uh, I don't know whatever his name was. He was uh, kind of a country club manager. Yeah. You know, wanted to play golf twice a week. Thought that was a big deal that he one day would have his house paid off. Yeah. And, uh, and then there was the owner. And he was as bad as the rest of them. Yeah. So so it was average. Everybody was like in that thing, right? That hammock. See, this is the middle class. They're they're not connected enough. Where there's nothing, dude. There's no. You know what they read? They read the newspaper. Yeah. They read the, the the what what happened today. Yeah. I don't need to, what happened today. What happened today is already the past. Yeah, I want to know what am I doing tomorrow? How am I going to be better tomorrow? Like that's the people I wanted to be around. So that's what I mean by going wide. Because when you start going wide, let's say you sell automobiles. Man, once you call up the guy that runs the bank in your town or the, the most successful four, three or four entrepreneurs, call him up and say, look, I want to be successful. I want to be super successful. And I pick four or five people in this town that can help me. And you're one of them. And I'd like to get 15 minutes with you every month, once a month, 15 minutes. That's all I want. And for that 15 minutes, by the way, I don't want you to mentor me for that 15 minutes. You tell me what you need done worth a hundred times that. Yeah. That's how valuable your time with me would be. See, that's what I mean by going. Why? Because then you get connected. You know, that old saying about it's not what you know, it's who you know. That's what I didn't know. I didn't know how valuable that was. So, while I was trying to make five grand in a month, or then, oh, I got to make 10 grand a month, I should have been trying to make $10,000 of connections every month. Because mm. it's who you know, man. That's a bit of shit, look, shit. You look at TV, you look at TV, and you can see it's who you know. Yeah. Because, the, the, you know, I'm more talented than 90% of the people on TV. I, I watch that shit. I'm, I'm the, I, I can do that. I'm better than George. You Kong. mean sl- selling the Slap Chop? <laughs> No, no, I don't mean that. I mean, like, I should be a movie star or something. You should. I just can't. There's
1: probably people out there there thinking you should be going for a BOTUS right now. Yeah,
0: well, that never happened. You know, it's interesting the kind of stuff that people freak out on, though, okay? Because I was telling this story on one of our shows about service, right? And I was like, look, we're, we're, we're here shooting a bunch of customer service content right now. And I was telling this story about when you get on an elevator in a hotel, okay, we're on the 59th floor. And I go from zero to 59. I don't really want anybody stopping me. You know, if you get on and yeah. you're like at 27, I'm like, please, let me go to 59. And then you go back down. Yeah. Much less a housekeeper. Yeah. Okay. The housekeeper that's going to be here all day long, our room service all day long. It won't happen in this hotel, but I get on, I'm going to 59 and she stops at six. I said, I said, this is wrong. Hotels should not do that, okay? The people at the Holiday Inn or Ramada, wherever they are, right? They should not stop me. And a guy on Facebook says, what, I mean, dude, the guy went off. His name's Danny. I love Danny because Danny's an idiot. And Danny reminds me not to be an idiot, okay? And Danny's like, you're an ass. Actually, he said, he, he he called me the D word that ends with a K. Yeah. Yeah, and so he's like, you're an ass. Nice. And, 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 um. That's ridiculous. Who do you think you are? Why do you think you're so freaking important that you can't stop and let the lady off? And I'm like, bro, you just don't. You don't value time. Yeah. And by the way, this is my freaking life. Okay. I get to say whatever I want. But notice how people get all freaking riled up that I would even say, why is the housekeeper stopping me? She's going to be here all day. I want to go straight to 59 and get off. I'm the one that's paying. She's getting paid. Yeah. Yeah you know so I think that's how people need like if you can start seeing those things and those things start becoming like like oh wow why am I doing that that's how, that's why there's an uber Yeah. so because somebody said hey these taxis take forever to get here somebody thought bigger yeah and they went wide yeah right and they solve problems for a lot of people not just an in consumer that needed a ride to the airport cool so for those of you that ask
1: questions on Facebook Everything we've talked about pretty much summed up every single one of those questions. Oh, dude, you know, really? Seriously, man. I mean, people were saying, you know, if there was one thing you, if there was only one thing you could do to launch your career, or yeah. you know, what's the one? Well, I mean, some people were
0: like, "Is grant hiring?" And you know, always hiring. We always. Uh, I, I was gonna say it, but I wanted to. I never know, but, run out of money, dude. I run out of good people. I'll never run out of money. People yeah. do not cost money. So yeah. if you work at a place where they're like, "Oh, we don't hire because people, I, we, people don't cost money," you might not work out. If you don't work out, we won't keep paying you. Yeah, but we got guys making. What's our top guy going to make this year? Fifty five hundred. Four hundred grand. grand. Okay, okay. Grand. there are people at Dealer grand. Socket, Dealer Track, uh, V Auto. You got people that executives that don't make as much money That's as my sales guys yeah. because we're not we're not a monster. We're not for, we're not a public company. No yeah. More. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And well, and like I was mm-hmm. going to say, I mean, you've taught your people to go wide. Yeah. You've taught them go wide, think bigger. Yeah. And that's pretty much the concept of think bigger, I think, is what sums up all of the questions that I got from from the audience. Um, I want to kind of shift gears because I know you've you've been plugging um, this new book that you're writing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not
0: going to look for too many details uh, other than is it a follow-up to 10x? It, well, I mean, everything's a follow-up, right? right? I mean, everything's actually probably not a follow-up. Everything is a continuation of something that's – anybody that writes a book or writes – or speaks, they're really talking about their own life, you know, m- most of the time, unless they get on automatic, which some guys are, they get on automatic and they just start doing sure. the same thing they did. I did that. I know what I, I know exactly for 10 years, I, I did the same presentation over and over. Um, but my books are basically, I'm trying to discover problems, right? I, uh, th- this book is basically giving people permission. When I finish the 10X rule, what happens is, there's got to be a deadline on that book, right? So, so I, the book's got to be finished. It doesn't matter whether I was finished or not. Sure. The book's got to be finished. Yeah. So we put it, we cap it. Like i, I obsessed. I was at 80,000 words. They called me and said, dude, we got to cut it back. It's just too much. They cut it back. Cut it back. They sent it back to me. They said, you know, they said, we, we need this input. They cut it back from 80,000 to 60. Okay. So it's a lot of content. They cut one quarter of the book out. Hey, but we do need these little stories in here. I went back to AD again. New content. Yeah. New information. So yeah. the point is, you, like if you if you if you tapped the book I'm writing now or the mm-hmm. 10x rule when I finished it mm-hmm. and then came back and asked me questions tomorrow, I have I have new material. Yeah. You know, Jared, Jared works with me every day. We do shows every week, and he'll be like, "Dude, at least once or twice a month. I never heard you say that before. Because I'm looking. Yeah. You know, I'm looking like, okay, so obsessed came out of the 10X rule because so many people were asking me about, dude, but when's it too much? How do I handle my wife? My wife is freaking out. She thinks I'm a maniac. Probably a lot of balance, work-life balance How questions. do you do balance, man? Yeah. How do you balance your life? You know, how do you get it all done, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, wow. And I started saying, why Why is this question being asked? You know? Yeah. And so do people take it too far. Like, do they go, he's
1: talking obsessed if I'm not as obsessed as he is that I'm not going to achieve
0: the same outcome.
1: Well, do you think not, so?
0: you are not. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. You know, if I don't play, if I don't play in the, I cannot be a billionaire if I don't play the way billionaires do. So in a, with a billionaire, a billionaire would do what? He First of all, he's going to be leveraged on Wall Street. You, nobody's making a billion dollars without having the assistance of Wall Street. You can't, you can't tell me uh, of a company that's done that. Yeah. So... Like if I'm working out my billion-dollar formula, uh, okay, I'm gonna stu- study the billionaires. The billionaires of today, the unicorns, are all leveraging Wall Street. So now I gotta go play. I, 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 got, I yeah, gotta go we'll play that game. game. Yeah. Right. So if, you, if you're not gonna get obsessed with spending the money to get in the room with Goldman Sachs or JP Market, okay, these guys don't want little money. They want monster money. Sure. They don't even do deals like, hey, the deal is forty million. They're like, Bro, we, we we don't do we don't start anything with forty million. So their think, you see, the think is enormous. So like, like if you guys are not going to get as obsessed as I am, first of all, I spend more time with my family than anybody watching this. So people like, I, and I guarantee I sleep more than anybody that watches this. So see see, the perception is, oh, if he's obsessed, he doesn't sleep. I I sleep eight hours a day, every day. I take naps sometimes, but man, that's 16, the other 16 hours. If we can jam something in 20 minutes, and I say no the whole way. Jared, you should interview Jared about being with Grant sometime. That might have to be a follow-up. Dude, that'd be a good one. <laughs> that be a follow-up. Dude, I bitch all the time. Do I bitch all the time? He 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 the other night he's like, "Hey man, I got I got reservations for for dinners at uh, Saturday night, Sunday night, whatever, I, whatever I, I'm like, "Yeah,
1: why got to do a dealer playbook interview?" <laughs> dude, why why would why, you even
0: ask me about the dinner uh, a, a couple of weeks ago? Cuz a couple of weeks ago, he's was like, "Should we have Should I schedule dinners every night?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't want to do dinners every night." Cuz that's how I act. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to do stuff either. And then he books it and I'm like, "Good. You should never ask me, dude. Just do the deal." Yeah. And and this human he, nature I don't want to, I don't know, know, maybe this is
1: more comfortable than having to go work. But you, but the differentiator is that you do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I'm not, I'm not 27 and broke anymore either. So (laughs) when I was broke, that was one thing, but you know, it's harder. It's harder to hustle when, when you got, when you have a cushion. It's harder to hustle, I'm telling you. No, nobody understands this, but it is more difficult to get up every morning because you have all these justifiers. you got a bank account saying, stay in bed, dude. It's good. It's all good. Yeah. But I got a heart. You know, I didn't yeah. want to do this interview with you. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that shit. No, I don't. But you know what? I didn't want to do the interview with me. <laughs> but, but you know what? I'm like, when yeah. I say yes, I'm always better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, until it starts bleeding me, until there's no payoff. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what the payoff is here, but. Me either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the uncomfortable smile No, you, you know what? Uh, totally makes sense. So there's there's kind of three things I'm gathering from this. Think bigger. You, you
0: do a good interview, though. I got to tell you, you're good. On Am this. I good? No, no dude, you're, you're awesome,
1: dude. Right on. Appreciate it. Your
0: TV, TV would buy you in a second.
1: think so? No doubt. After I lose a couple of the the yeah, damn they, like they like that. They like that. The Seth Rogen-esque. Um, you know, three things I'm gathering here. Uh, think bigger. Yeah, bigger. People aren't thinking big Way bigger. I say this to my team. Way I'm like, once you've thought big, think bigger. Oh, yeah. Right? Because I don't think people know how to think that one yeah. layer bigger than where they're at. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Second thing is go wide. And yeah. I like what you said, especially as it relates to, say, even car sales or whatever, w- whatever type of sales. Start start building relationships with the community in ways that you're not doing it right now. I think too many people are sitting there going, oh, man, you know, my my... My dealer principal, my GM is saying I can't do this, this, and this, and they put themselves in, in these boxes.
0: Go big, and then the third thing is who's going to tell obsessed. you not to go to church, man? Who's going to tell you not to be part of the Boy Scouts? Yeah, you're just making stuff up now. I mean, you know. And by yeah. the way, by the way, when's the last time that you, when's the last time you didn't break some of the rules? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> good point. <laughs> well, they're breaking rules right now just by sitting at their desk doing nothing.
1: Uh-huh. I'm watching this. Watching this. <laughs> Sorry. Um,
0: cool, man. You know. The third I, thing was
1: what? Uh, the third thing was get obsessed.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. And understand that there is some measure of balance inside of, inside of obsession. Well,
0: get obsessed I, I mean, with whatever you're doing. I mean, you know, my wife's here.
1: You kind of hack store. it together, don't you? I mean, yeah, like, totally. Totally. I, I live in British Columbia, Canada. I drove 20-some-odd hours here with my three kids and my wife so that they could see their grandparents. You, wow. You, you, you hack it together. That was ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 45 minutes into the drive, I was like, what? so someone's going to die. <laughs> right. But, you know, you, you do. It's a day-to-day. You kind of hack it together. Yeah. You end up my, – my level of, of obsession in building my business or building the show hasn't been diminished because I – Put family and put balance into there. You yeah. family is my—I'm obsessed about family, yeah, yeah, so it all yeah, fits yeah, into the mix. Yeah. And I don't think people—I think people—and I mean, it
0: does not mean it's all fun, you know. It's how old are your kids?
1: kids? Six, five, six and a half, five.
0: Yeah. And when are we going to get there?
1: Yeah, are we Did, there yet? we we're there?
0: twelve minutes again. Yeah. Okay,
1: we, we have 15 and a half hours worth of
0: driving. Time. My six-year-old, my six-year-old. <laughs> we got in the car the other day. We leave my place. We do a—you—we do a, 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 a turn. The first turn. Yeah. When are we going to be there? God, we've been in this car forever. I'm like, dude, I love that attitude. Now, now you got a plane and they're like, when are we gonna take off? Oh <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. awesome. So you know, yeah. but but you know, it, all of it comes with baggage. Yep. Right? it all comes with stuff and, and it's life. It's life, man. So dominate life. Own it, bro. Just be obsessed with it, have fun with it, have a blast with it, um, kill it, and start it again. Dude, appreciate your time. Okay. Okay. You got it, bro. You got it. It. Thank you.
1: All right, there you go. Pretty cool episode, right? That was my sit down with Grant Cardone. And like I said pre show, you know, I really enjoyed how he, uh, you know, dug in. He, I I liked that he dissected what 10X looks like to him. And the more I've thought about this, um, you know, the more I've realized that if you're obsessed about everything going on in your life, that level of obsession creates balance. And I mean, you know, think about this. I mean, for most people, they aren't balanced because they're only obsessed about one or two aspects of their life and that, and in so doing that amplifies their, let's call it laziness and everything else that they've got going on, whether it's family or business or spirituality. I mean, I know people who only think about play. They don't want to work. They don't want to do whatever. They're so invested in playtime that it hurts their family. And it hurts their career. I know other people that are so obsessed about their career, but not about their family and not about play. And I know people who are so obsessed about their family that they forget to see how work is inseparably connected to family. And this creates all levels of imbalance. But as you heard Grant say, he is so balanced because he's obsessed about all of the various aspects of his life. And so that was a really big takeaway for me. I hope you found as much value in this episode as I have. And if you enjoyed today's show, I definitely, uh, you know, 100% appreciate a review from you on iTunes. And if you want to start watching more video content from Team DPB, go subscribe to our YouTube channel where, like I said, you can watch the full length of this interview with Grant Cardone. As always, you can check out the show notes at www.thedealerplaybook.com forward slash /86 and i'll catch you next time